name is Rachel, and I play Aviva in the play Aviva. Hello, my name is Cole. I play Death slash Cole, kind of myself, in the play Aviva. And this is our guest, and he's our director. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like, I didn't know you guys were doing this podcast. No, absolutely not. <laughs> of course you didn't. No, it's not. Not Silly you. recording anything. And it's not like this is the second episode. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> there's a deleted episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't release that first one we did. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and so we're doing this second episode as ourselves. Because, like, the first one's really weird without any context. Yeah. The only context you get is, like, two-sentence description saying, this is a character study of a play we're doing. <laughs> yeah. But, so I think this is needed to clarify. to, uh, spice it up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you guys can actually see these people as people over characters that seem un unrealistic at times. Yeah. <laughs> Though they're very real. I'm a good director. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to start off with like just a simple question as person to person. Alright. What drew you to this play and auditioning for it? I'll start. Um, I really wanted to, after we did All Shook Up, I really just thought to myself like I really want to just get out there and just do as much acting as I can. And I didn't think drama class would be enough to fulfill that. So I basically um, was waiting until our semester shows and our uh, uh, what the uh, studio showcases for uh, the University Theatre Festival. And this was one of the options. The other one was a creation piece based on Peter Pan. I wasn't too interested in that one. I figured this one would be a lot more... Um, Focused. <laughs> well, more focused, but at the same time, it'd also be a lot more... Um, that was, may I just interject? That was not a jab at the play. I was talking about focus because it's two characters over... Yeah, exactly, time. exactly. And I, I just I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed all of the work as to putting in my writing, my art, my theater, and my input in that way. I wanted to just kind of sit down with the script again and just, you know, study characters and get into it big time. Um... And that's what drew me in. And how about you? Uh, yeah, it was, for me it's the same. It's like, if I don't act, I just get really sad. <laughs> so I knew that I had to do yeah. something. And at, at that time, Pan wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't a for sure. Yeah. When you guys it were ready. Really and also I knew if it was going to be a thing, it was going to be uh, like student written. And I like scripts. Well, this is student written. But yeah, I know, yeah, 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 I know. But exactly. like, yeah, it was, the pan yeah. piece. Uh, just for everybody who doesn't know, it's a creation piece, which means the cast was decided, and now they're currently writing it together. So they're doing it how they want, and it's just kind of inspired from. Peter Have Pan. you seen the way that they're actually setting it up, though? I've the walked theater? in a few times, and it looks so cool. It does. Like they have, they have like at the very end, they have like campfire rallies yeah, and stuff, and it looks so fun. I just remember walking in from their audition, their first audition, which was also our first rehearsal. Yeah. And I just oh, yeah. walked down the stairs, and I saw like this jungle forest. They took me on the tour. Really? Yeah. So they so took me up to the stairs and they pretended that I was on a pirate ship and I got tied up and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. It's going to be so cool. I hope they do a 
fight scene. Yeah. That'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I just want a while from that. Because I've never actually seen the full thing of, like, Neverland and Peter Pan and that kind of stuff. So isn't the idea behind it that you have... Uh, like Captain Hook and Peter Pan fight. Well, and I, I think no I don't think they're doing this. I don't characters think they're doing. But isn't that like the, the story behind? I like think they're doing. I think it's about Neverland. Yeah, I would mm. think like parts of it is more about just growing up and that because yeah. that's the plot. Peter yeah. Pan is growing up. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what it's all about is what they're inspired from by growing up. Mm-hmm. But enough about the other play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't watch our play. Watch the other one. Yes, this, this one sucks. Like, big time sucks. No, it doesn't. I promise. It doesn't suck. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of fun directing this and directing you guys. It's uh, so cool. I've had so much fun with Getting this. Getting this opportunity. Another big thing about doing one-on-one plays like this is, like, you just make a new connection with the people you're yeah, with. Yeah, it's so tight. And you have, like, three or four people working together because we have our stage tech and all that stuff. Having that me, makes me feel like I'm bonding a lot more with you guys individually rather than with All Shook Up. It was like... Um, a cast of 30-something. It, like, it, was, it, was, it was a cast of like 40 people. <laughs> and you got to know like the people you're in the scenes with, but you never like got to know them on like, a really personal level. I had a lot of moments where I forgot some people were in the play because I never had same. a scene with them. Until, yeah, same. Until we rehearsed the final scene. The only real, one scenes. of the big reasons I remember, I totally forgot, I'm sorry, Rachel, but I totally forgot you were part of it for a little while. <laughs> and then like, I remember um, when we were rehearsing the, um, uh, t- not Teddy Bear Hound Dog, we were rehearsing the um, cool. blue suede shoe oh. scene. And when I walk out and I do my ass walk out, with the penny in the ass cheeks, I walk out, and that was like your highlight of the whole rehearsal time. Was Honestly, just that. like I was in so little scenes with you, and you were a main character at points. I, I like ever I seen with you. forgot that no. you were so many people were the play. Like I was like, okay, I know Cole's in this. Why do I never see him? Is it? Oh yeah, because he's a main character. Yeah, I you. We, I only ever had scenes with you two when we did the when big ensemble stuff. Yeah, I though. I did. You were in Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah. I did this thing after, oh, after Blue Suede. Yeah. I did. Uh, so Don't we were even that. It was literally like one of those moments of like just missing each other, and <laughs> <laughs> misconnections. Like I did the d- Blue Suede Shoes left, and then you walked on. But you kicked ass at doing my hair, though. Yeah, you did great with my hair. You, and stuff. my hair was disgusting after the whole thing. <laughs> so I enough got... about this other play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there, but no, I just okay. realized we've talked about two plays and not our play yet. So well, I'm just still ecstatic from my trip in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, um, my jacket, my five hundred dollar jacket's just destroyed. Five hundred. Well, I got on sale for two fifty, so I'm happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, my leather jacket's like two fifty, not on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Daniel. That's why I was. That's why I was so bloody there. expensive. I got mine off like the internet. So enough about the internet. <laughs> um, I what's the other questions I wanted to ask you? Oh yeah, because you had a couple like lined up about yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, so the one I asked there, but I also wanted to know like what your characters are. We've discussed it, but like. What have? What's your character right now? Well, we can start with you because you started last. Um. Time. Yeah. Uh, I think Aviva is in in the context of the play. I think she's confused 
And I, I think she's scared, but because of her character and who she is, I think it also shows how uh, strong and resilient she is in uh, the setting. <laughs> yeah, that's who I think she is in the play. Um, in the play, I find that my character is really just kind of... In a way, he's a sociopath. He's a sociopath in a way, shape, and form. Um, but the deeper meaning to that is the idea that me sitting in purgatory, taking people to a new life, um, and since I've seen everything at this point, you know, the suicides, the car crashes, the 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 murders and the death sentence people and the criminals like I, I feel like I've just kind of given up all hope on everything I'm trying to on just caring about these people at this point and it's like oh well I mean I, I'll get to know you a little bit but I gotta take you away sort of a thing um until I'm I find Aviva and I really pay attention to her and she becomes like a big symbol of um, my life again um even though when she arrives, I don't show that I do show I do care strongly about her, and I just kind of treat her like everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like my character's got that kind of a that kind of really deep <clears throat> meaning to him. Besides what you see like on the skin, you know. So yeah. that's what I see at least. I'm just like listening to this, and I'm thinking about like the script, and we never mention all the, like, that your character has been, you, we mentioned you've been doing this a while, but we don't mention, like, you've seen all this horrible things, and that's what I'm just re realizing now, this podcast is the behind the scenes of your character's play. <laughs> if you like this play, yeah. bonus feature, director's <laughs> cut right here. <laughs> Let's have someone film this, and we'll make it, like, a full DVD, and the Blu-ray has the extended cut. <laughs> oh my god, let's do it! <laughs> I can burn DVDs. We'll like do illegally. the play, and then we'll re we'll record a movie version of it. <laughs> that like we can do some of the cinematic things I thought of of like the color wash and those oh, things. Yeah. Have like a professional like camera. This is company. this is stretching it, guys. <laughs> like it's such a cool idea. We need a budget. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is oh, a really cool experience for me being able to do this because I never directed, but I want to. So yeah, doing this. I have no major prior experience with directing other than, like, recording sketches with friends. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. so cool. And, like, how do you feel? I'm not, as about to be like, how do you feel about my director skill? I don't want to put you on the spot for that. How do oh. you feel about uh, how you're, you, we've been working with uh, developing your characters uh, over just a script right now? I think, well, I think what we've been doing is awesome. I think it's awesome yeah. that we've had so much time to really nitpick our characters and really figure out things about our characters that it doesn't seem necessary, but it's really beneficial. Like knowing your character's favorite color doesn't really uh, Do add much. to the script or the final product. Yeah. But it's good to know your character to get to know them. So I think the amount of character work we've done has been really beneficial. Yeah, same here. Like I, f I feel like um, when it comes down to it. Um, at first, I was kind of weirded out by your style of directing. I was like, wait, we're just going to sit here and pretend to read a book, and that's my rehearsal time. <laughs> and then I realized, like, wait, there's a lot more to this now, because I'm starting to see um, <clears throat> my character um, 
like the way he reads a book is a lot different than I personally read a book. Um, the way he walks on the street and, you know, does grocery shopping is a lot different than I walk on the street and do grocery shopping, especially since I don't do my own grocery shopping. So, yeah. um, I find that that's a really cool, um, part of the whole thing. One thing I actually forgot to mention though, um, when you mentioned the whole thing that you wanted to direct, one of the things that actually drove me to the play was no one came up with a script for me to direct because everybody dropped in on the creation piece and everyone was working on this one and no one had developed a script and I had actually really wanted to direct for the studio, but I never got the chance to. Mm -hmm. I was going to do actually a play and direct was my first thought. Um, and then there was no script, so I just dove right into the acting part. And I'm happy I did because it means a lot less homework. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I a lot less went with our drama class, we do directing projects. Mm -hmm. And so we did all that work. And I knew about the work and I did some of it for this play, but I didn't know all of it because when we did this play, I had not done the drama class yet. And so after doing that paperwork, I went back to our play and I pulled out way more, way more things that I initially yeah. realized. And it's just on the spot. And our first rehearsal was like 45 minutes of maybe even an hour of just us talking yeah. about like what we see coming out of the script. And as we talked, we, we talked about so many things. Like yeah. you, you, met, you mentioned something about like, your character how, and how they move. I forget what it was, but like their movement would, is control dictated by some, the theme even of this play. You said something about that, or maybe I'm totally making that up on the spot. That sounds familiar. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah, and like that's the thing, even with this podcast, is we're just talking right now. Yeah. But they still don't get to hear that conversation. I barely remember it. Like I, yeah. We talked about how your character, like one of the costumes your character may have, and then I came back the next week, forgot we talked about that, and then brought up a different costume. Oh right. And I was like, oh yeah. Like I just keep finding new things that I want to try. It's yeah. Like I want to direct this play thirty times and completely <laughs> differently each time. That sounds incredible. Because there's a there's a million different ways you yeah. can do this. Because our the writer Hannah she did an amazing job of making a story that is so broad in the way of like you can present it so many ways mm -hmm. but it's got so much meaning and, another, and focus to and it. another cool thing about that is the people that watch it they're going to interpret it in like a million different ways yeah the interpretation is we talked about like how we wanted <laughs> I'll ask this question Chris we talked about but I think it's good to like for each of you what do you want the audience to walk away with after your play like they're feeling not like a lesson learned because the lesson feeling? Here is like that sucks <laughs> wow um kind my of first sucks. thought was just like that aviva is a badass and death's a dick like that was my yeah. first my first thought but as far as feeling goes um i think sorry I can't think of the word. I think I want them to feel like, wait, it, like it can't be over. Like, like I want them to, I want it to end in a way that the audience is, I want them to be so wrapped up in this world that when it ends, they're not satisfied almost. In a way that like, I just want them to be uncomfortable. I want it to make them <laughs> I think. I totally, like the the ending to the script, every time I read it, I'm like, 
it's such a good ending, but I told I'm uncomfortable reading it because it's like yeah. this isn't an ending, but it's it is. You like I I want them to like the ending, and I want them to like what we did. And I, I like I want them to like that like Aviva isn't going to be with death, but I want them to be uncomfortable with the situation, and I want them to go through what we what we've talked about, which is the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. And I want them to experience that and to be uncomfortable with it and to not really, like, be able to control it. Yeah. Yeah, and to be so into it that they don't really know that it's happening. I think a couple words I picked out from yours that I think relate to what I was thinking was the idea of, like, uncomfortable for sure. But for me, it's not like, um, I don't want them to be unsatisfied. Right, if, yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like, that would be cool, but I mean, like... And uncomfortable, but I had it a second ago. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah, unsatisfied was the right word. I mean, like, I just want it to end so suddenly that they don't realize what hit them type thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking, I want them to almost feel um, just lost in their own head. Where it's where they're thinking and rebounding off all the different possibilities. Like, is that what he's like with everybody? Is she like some unique? Per- is she really unique, or is this like something else? Is and just trying to really find and understand it more than anything else, and try to like and compare and contrast like the thoughts of other people. Because a lot of people, like from especially from going to the festival and stuff, a lot of people will come out and they'll talk about the play. People are like, oh, I thought this meant this. Oh, no, it meant this to this. And I really think a lot of people are going to like almost yeah. argue about it and fight this over it. This play is like with what, how I've been directing this. I, I kind of zoned out while you're talking because I just had an idea. That's I'm okay. Talk about I got look at you like you're looking at me pretty I, blank. No, What's I just had an idea. Am I for, saying like, something wrong? No, Samuel. I had, I had an idea for something that you're going to do in the play that I think is going to achieve what we were talking about of the uncomfortability. <gasps> Strip tease. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what I but that's what I'm going for in this play is the strip tease. Yeah, I want just your body to be shown and flaunted because you're beautiful okay well beautiful. let's start now they can't see it this is i want them to see it i don't want like i'm your director i'll see it eventually <laughs> but what i want to get them is this play is written in the way that i want to direct this version i out of the 30 versions i have or i want to do uh is we're going we want to move the audience through the five stages of grief Throughout the whole show, even if they yes. don't, that's my goal. Is to it starts with like denial of like this play can't be like that. To and it moves into acceptance of, or it's going to move into depression of that like it, it can't be over. Like why is it over? And then they'll leave the theater going, okay, it's over. That's really my it's goal. Done. And they'll move through anger for the characters. <laughs> they'll have bargaining not, for like. They'll just things. be angry at me. And for even if it's not in order, I want them to have all five of those emotions of bargaining at some point, depression at another point. Yeah, that's. That, I think if you want, I don't want the audience to like. I want this to be released after the play, <laughs> but it's not going to be. It's going to be released very soon. I'll cut all that. Let's act like that never happened. What were we talking about? All right, welcome back from our break. Um, <laughs> yeah, Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Razor, Cal Tire, and um, the Calgary Flames Foundation. Wow. 
Those are some good sponsors. Oh, yeah. We must make a lot of money. Dude, like, we've had, like, four views on our podcast, like... Oh, the sponsorships that's just almost too many. That's you know? almost one. Like, that's I don't almost think I'm four too many. to be that famous. No, honestly, like outside of this joke, that's too many. Still, <laughs> <laughs> why is four? Yeah, why is four? Are you allowed to see? Who I they think. Are? I think it's no, us. All I know is four views. Wait, I think oh, it's us. Because yeah, I last think it's episode you, was Kate, me, you. Dang it! And okay, Kate. no, it's the right amount. It's the right amount. <laughs> but we have had one on iTunes and I have not listened to it on iTunes. <laughs> Did you buy it or like is it like purchased or is it free? It's, it's free. free. Just okay. get the podcast app. It's there. Okay. <laughs> oh no, there was something I was gonna say though. Um I like how our logo sorry, I'm just our logo for our podcast is Kate and she's I only been on the first episode. She may not return. I would love her to return. <laughs> Maybe she returns for the final episode after we perform, and we'll talk, and we'll be do another one of these of yeah. nodding character, and she'll it's just, like a we'll just we'll she'll just ask, ask Kate every question. You <sighs> ask her to like. I was about to say she asks you the same questions, but you answer them mm. as you instead. Oh, and like oh, it's us instead. <laughs> and that would be a cool compared yeah. contrast. <sighs> no, I was thinking because I remember um, for a little while when we first started doing the the play i was working on trying to put together some sort of like a a video um that was basically either like a one or two person thing um that was based around the idea of um suicide and now that we're doing the aviva thing i'm i'm just i'm thinking like over the last while i was thinking like what if like we just basically took the script for aviva and then just filmed it in the thought that I had, and that was just kind of something I thought I'd throw on the podcast for no apparent reason whatsoever. That's what this is about right now. So, what else have we not covered about this podcast? Well, we haven't covered like our. I don't know. I don't know if you want to go into details about like lighting or costumes or what colors you wanted us to wear and stuff like that. I like. I think those are th- like you even you made a comment that I might bleep out <laughs> if it was bleeped out. Everybody, like you talked about the end of like you saying. Uh, I'll just bleep this right now. So you saying you were you aren't going to be with death. Even that. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Like we, I didn't even think that we would get into that far. Do you know what I really loved about the last one? I loved how differently we interpreted that picture. Yeah. But and there's almost a layer of how similar you interpreted too. Yeah. It was like you were so different, but there's just this almost like you're almost there. Yeah. Um, what'd you say it was? I can't remember what you um, said it was. I remember I saying said it was that covering it was, up. I said that the colors were covering up the darker part, and the darker part was who the person actually was, and that the colors were the facade of who they were. Oh yeah, and I think I said that like you I just chaos. It was just straight chaos, and like all like the stuff on the outside, on over the black was just like whatever would you know help cover that chaos, which is nothing at that mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, the one thing about the lighting is like I want them, I want the audience to experience it, and that. That's a problem for me about movies is trailers give away too much and it makes me feel like I know too much about it and that's why I love yeah that's why I love theater first of all of like all I get is a little description of what the play is yeah I want that with movies again or like my favorite trailers the one I can think of right now is of course I'm going to mention it because god damn it but Walking Dead trailers (laughs) 
It's my favorite show. They're everybody. so good. They're so good, but they, they don't give away. They're so misleading. They, they're misleading. The season five trailer, they recorded things for it that weren't in the show to mislead everybody into what the story was. They made it look like Morgan was gonna. Yeah, in season six, it was like it was, they made it. The season six trailer was like Morgan wants to kill Rick and yeah. all these things, and I'm then it's like no, they're buddies. Spoilers. No. It's a. Tr- it, that's <laughs> the misleading trailer. Yeah, it's the misleading trailer. If you get a spoiler from that, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that that's what I love is I want trailers to be that again. Um, uh, hot topic here, like the Batman versus Superman trailer. It gave away everything. Did it really? Someone on YouTube put everything. together. They gave away the. They gave away the main villain. Uh, okay, there's two. Oh, right. They so two we had villains. Lex. We had Lex Luthor as yeah. Junior. Junior. Lex Junior. His name's like Arthur or something, I believe. Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, and so he, he was our villain. We knew that, and we then they showed Doomsday, and it, it was like, what? That's what is Doomsday? Doomsday? Doomsday is a. It's played by this. Did you see Man of Steel? Oh uh, yeah. You know the villain in Man of Steel, Zod, I believe? Yeah, Zod. Zod, he is re- recreated by Lex as this giant monster who can't be killed. Oh. And But that was the thing, is Batman versus Superman, They, they everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be them fighting, and the trailers were all like that. And then they showed Doomsday, and then them working together to fight Doomsday, because that's what the movie is. is Because oh. I'm going to just say the trailer and the short plot to it, the what the trailers gave away was Batman versus Superman are fighting over something, and then they they find their common enemy and they work together and become friends. Like someone on YouTube took all of the trailers, broke them up into chronological order with all the scenes, and it was eleven minutes. You can make long, and like it gave away everything. And like I knew what the, the hell. That's why like my, my dad came down to tell me about the movie. He's like, do you want to go see it? And he said. I've seen the trailers, it's really good. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched the trailers. Why yeah. not? And I go, well, because someone on YouTube put them all together in chronological order, it's 11 minutes long. I'm not going to get all those spoilers. I want this that's to why be a surprise I love for me. Hype. That's why I love hype for movies without spoilers. And <laughs> Deadpool, the perfect Valentine's Day movie. Yes. I like Suicide Squad. Suicide trailer. Squad trailer, spoiler for everybody, they're advertising it as what it's not. The Suicide Squad trailers are amazing, but the thing is, Every Suicide Squad comic and cartoon is a heist. It's always a heist for something. And they're advertising it as if they're going to fur an all-out war with something. But it's always a heist. Isn't the idea of the movie that like, they're, they got like all of the, yeah. the villains together to fight the Joker? It's to... So in most of the main ones, like the, and the and Origins thinking. is like, hey, we're getting you all together because the Joker escaped, but also, like, can you go rob this place oh, no, for so information. Quinn, can you go bang him real quick? Go bang Deathstroke. Not Deathstroke, Deadshot. They okay. bang all the time. <laughs> they are Doesn't the her and Poison Ivy also bang a bunch? Yeah. Harley Quinn is fine. <laughs> I, I've been reading the comics. Uh, I thought but, Harley Quinn like, was like huge with the Joker. I thought that was like their Yeah, she, she's in love with the Joker, but they can't be together, so she just lets Boxer everything man. out and goes and bones everybody. <laughs> And, but that's what I like about that trailer is like people are expecting this one thing and they're and it already looks amazing and I know it's going to be amazing the, um, even more amazing the other way and that's why like with this play I want it to become this thing of they know what it's about yeah. but they don't know what's going to happen in it yeah. and every little detail can spoil something and even the teaser uh, 
sorry, I'm bringing it up, even teasers for the next time on The Walking Dead, is like, people break those down and you can pull stuff from it because yeah. the trailers for like the new season, they are misleading, but I wish they misled you more. That's, but, and that's why I want this play to, we're almost like, people know what it's about, but I, they keep saying like, oh, it's about suicide and depression. That's, mm. that's the overlying theme, that's everybody. So surface level. It's so surface level that you don't when understand. you see this play, you're going to realize that it's there. That's, that is there, but that's not what this play no. really is. And, yeah. and that's even, even saying that is ruining a bit of the experience, but I think even, I, I, we're not going to talk about much more than that other than themes of like, we are dealing with death and like grief and what we want and to accomplish as Yes. Us. And that's why we're working towards these goals. Yeah. And most of our rehearsals, like, we'd spend an hour and a half just doing character work because we want... We want these characters yeah, to be as realistic and as like, possible. And that's what I love about so many things is characters because I never believe a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And... I believe you guys so much, and there's even more to your characters that we're going to delve into more. I think also, I think it's really important for us to figure out what our lines mean. Because yeah. I think, like, every single line has an underlying meaning. Let's go, yeah, back. Let's go back to uh, grade 11-style drama. Let's verb yeah, out I think, every I think if we're going to need to verb that. I'm not sure if we might do it today, because we're going to wrap up very Me, shortly. We'll both have our own verbing books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like you're going to verb this, but then you're going to do another verb of this, but it's going to be like, it's like what you want and what it means mm-hmm. to you. And yeah. I think you don't have to do that for every line, but big lines, I think you should. Like the monologue, for The example. monologues and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You should like be like, what does this mean to you? Mm-hmm. Not as your character, but to you, I think is important. Oh, okay. What do you, because... That, for me, when I watch acting, I can see that there is a character being played by an actor, but and the actor like, delves into this character, but they don't delve into how they see this character. And when we did like the character flip where you played each other, yeah, you saw what they see, so you have a more understanding. And I think that's important for mm-hmm. a character. You said a lot like one of the... Have you ever heard of uh, Steve Zaragoza? I have not. He, he works with um, SourceFed, with Philip DeFranco and all those guys on YouTube, and he said something really similar about that, like that to um, Ben Affleck when they announced Batman vs. Superman. I'm going to go back to that for just a quick yeah. second here because, because he was saying that when he goes to – he loves movies because um, obviously he's with SourceFed. But whenever he goes to see a movie with Ben Affleck, he feels like he, he, feels like he can never see anything but Ben Affleck. I agree with that. Because I, there's because something I'm, about Ben Affleck that you're like, I honestly, you're I want, an actor. I'm wondering if it's because never, of that. But the thing is, he's not an actor. He's a director overall. That's true. And that's but he, so people bashed him for Daredevil, and he did botch that. But that's before he got into directing and writing. And all his movies now, he was in Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Gone Girl. Argo was, was amazing. He was amazing in these movies, and the, those movies came out after he started directing because he has the mind of a director now. He knows what a director wants from him and what he wants to give to an audience. Yeah, and that's and, why I brought that up because of your theory when you said, um, like, you can see the actor, but he yeah, doesn't dive I, into how this character. I think that, and I think yeah. that's important as an actor. Is this is almost this po- this episode of this podcast is very like almost director and actor like 
tips almost. I think yeah. as if you want to delve into a character, you have to think of your character not as an extension of you, but as the you are an extension of this character. So you I like that. Because like most actors are like, I'm playing this person. And I believe that that is obviously that is true. But that's not what it I think playing a character means. I think playing yeah. a character is how you what you need the audience to see. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so most people are like, oh, this is my interpretation. Okay, cool. What else is it? They don't have more to say other than it's my interpretation of this character. Yeah. I really hope that these characters that we have, though, in a way, I, I really kind of hope they aren't too relatable in a way. Like, I really yeah. I feel I like really, if, a character, if a person relates to one of these characters, I want they them to miss be a real. big part of it. I want them to be real. And I think another part to everything is people believe you, reality is relatability. I don't think it is. Yeah. I think relatability is an extension of believing something. Uh-huh. But reality isn't that. I feel like I'm contradicting a lot of things I'm saying right now, but not I don't care. I learn as I speak. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm kidding, yeah, I'm kidding. I think the one thing I was saying is most actors only are trying to be a character and not thinking about how they feel about this character. And so now you guys, and I'm making you guys feel about these characters and feel what you think they would be. Yeah. And that's very important. And what's amazing about that is, like, we've, you, me and Rachel, we, we sat down and you and I even talked about face to face. We're like, we can't, like, we, for the first little bit, we like, we can't get the right feelings of these characters because they're so different from how we are. Yeah. But now that we know how these characters are and how they feel, it's so much easier. Yeah, I really treat characters like friends. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's totally it. I like that, think yeah. of your character as your friend. What's your opinion on your friend right now? Yeah, and I think it's and I I think it's a, a growing process because you don't instantly know everything about your friend when you meet them. Exactly. You have to get to know them. You have to like, yeah. I think it's a huge growing process. Oh yeah, definitely. Um. So, in your in final thoughts for this, what's the one thing you you guys want to take away after you finish this? Like, what do you want to have learned? Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. From this project, I think the thing that I would like to take away from it is that I, I, I've never worked on a character at this depth before, I don't think. And so I think what I want to take away from it is how... It's just getting that depth of character and really finding out all the characters' secrets and everything like that. And like what you're saying is like knowing more than just how to play a character, but like learning what like the director wants and what the what the audience wants and what you want the audience to take away from it. And really putting that into practice is what I want to take away from it and just yeah. have a really strong character. Yeah. I. Yeah. You agree? Anything else? You don't have to think of anything else. She, Rachel did an awesome job of <laughs> yeah, describing she it. She and basically got it. Yeah, that's really what I'm going for, and I kind of set that up. Stealing my mic. Sorry, that that was actually that was a setup question. No, it's okay. It's okay. When interviewing that, from learning about 
in PDA. That's not a good interview question. I set that up because I knew the answer was characters. Because that's what I'm working on. Because I love characters and in big plays. Sorry. You people should see the look I'm giving Sam right now. It's death stare. Yeah, that's the <laughs> look I'm, of just that's what I'm working to... on is with big scripts, you don't get the chance to fully delve into a lot of characters because you have to memorize all these lines. Yeah. So we have so, and since it's a 12-minute play, we work on characters more than we do the play. Mm-hmm. And with that, closing or er, closing remarks just. Closing. <laughs> Closing remarks. Come see your play. Come see the play. Come see the play. It may do, be do we, about suicide, do we but know it's what not. We're, do we know what studio session we have? No, not yet. Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? Not yet. We, we will... Samuel! <laughs> I don't know yet they haven't gotten back. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get it. But That's fine. Cool. Does anybody want to sign off? I'm not going to sign off because I didn't open it. Hi, I'm Rachel. I play Aviva, and I'm closing the podcast. We just had a great conversation giving you a look into the life of actors and directors who are in this 12-minute play Aviva. Come see it. In In theaters. In literal theaters.